Welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Miami. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 639 for release on Sunday, May 23, 2021. On WaveScan today, we'll have our Australian DX report. And Radio Malaysia celebrates 75 years. A recent email message from Jos Jacob, VU2JOS in India, alerts us to the fact that Radio Malaysia celebrated its 75th anniversary on April 1st of this year. It was back in 1946 when the world was emerging from the concentrated and tragic events of a world at war into a somewhat unsteady peace that the new Radio Malaya was formed. At that time, Singapore was the capital city for the Malayan states. More now on Radio Malaysia's 75 years from Ray Robinson. Thanks, Jeff. The first licensed radio broadcasting station in British Malaya was ZHI, which was owned and operated by the radio service company at 4 Orchard Road in Singapore. That radio station was installed in the upper floor of the shop house next door at 2 Orchard Road. Test transmissions from this new and licensed broadcasting station began on May 3, 1933, and it was first noted in Australia six months later in early November of 1933. This station, ZHI, operated on 6060 kHz shortwave with a power of 180 watts, and it was on the air four days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday and Sunday, for two and a half hours on each occasion. However, soon afterwards, the local government began to set in operation an alternative system for the operation of a radio broadcasting network throughout Malaya, and this was based upon the BBC setup in the home country – that is, not a system of commercially operated independent stations as in the United States, but instead a government-controlled nationwide network of radio broadcasting stations. Thus, on July the 21st, 1935, the new British Malaya Broadcasting Corporation, or BMBC, was formed, and plans were announced for the construction and installation of a combined medium-wave and short-wave radio station at Caldicott Hill. Back then, that location on Thompson Road was an isolated site out beyond the furthest edge of Singapore City. In the meantime, a temporary fill-in broadcasting station was installed in the imposing new Empress Place building in the central area of Singapore City. That new station, which was inaugurated in June 1936, was licensed under another internationally recognised call sign, ZHL, and it operated with 2 kilowatts on 1332 kHz. In anticipation of the new BMBC radio stations, the government cancelled the licence of the commercial station ZHI at the radio shop on Orchard Road, effective at the end of the year 1936. During the overlapping six-month period, running from July to the end of December 1936, when both stations were on the air together, 
the commercial shortwave ZHI and the government medium wave ZHL, they both carried the same programming. The imposing new radio broadcasting station at Caldicott Hill, together with its offices, studios, transmitters, tall tower and temporary accommodations, was officially opened by His Excellency the Governor, Sir Shenton Thomas, on Monday, March 1, 1937. The equipment at Caldicott Hill included four new shortwave transmitters at 500 watts each, and these were allocated the collective call signs ZHP and ZHN. Under the call signs ZHP1 through ZHP4, each of these four transmitters operated on its own set frequency with program broadcasting. Under the call signs ZHN1 through ZHN4, these transmitters were generally in use for program relays and information transmissions to other areas of Malaya and beyond. However, this scheduled planning was not always consistent, and sometimes a ZHN callsign was noted with programming in parallel with a ZHP callsign. The original 100-watt commercial shortwave transmitter ZHI was removed from Orchard Road and reinstalled at Caldicott Hill under a new callsign ZHO. The 2 kilowatt BMBC medium-wave transmitter ZHL on 1332 kHz was removed from the Empress Place building and it was reinstalled under the same callsign ZHL at Caldicott Hill, together with a new tower standing at 200 feet tall. However, because the Caldicott studios were too far out from downtown Singapore and public transport was not readily available, a set of production and on-air studios was installed in the very new Cafe building at 2 Handy Road in Singapore City. One of the main announcers for BMBC Singapore in the Cafe building back then was Captain James Mudie. He'd previously served with the BBC in London, and he was in Singapore with the Royal Corps of Signals. With hostilities bristling on the horizon in both Europe and Asia, the British government bought the BMBC station at Caldicott Hill, and they also began construction of a large new shortwave station at Jurong, still further away from the city than the Caldicott Hill station. It was intended that the new Jurong station would act as a relay station on behalf of the BBC in London. Work commenced on the Jurong station in 1939, with the construction of a transmitter building and the installation of the needed antenna systems. A 100-kilowatt Marconi shortwave transmitter was shipped out from England, but the ship was torpedoed on the way and sunk, and the electronic equipment was lost. As a replacement, the BBC obtained a 50-kilowatt RCA shortwave transmitter from the United States, and this was dispatched to Singapore by ship for installation at the new station already under construction at Jurong. The transmitter equipment was partially installed at Jurong, though the power transformers were compatible with the American electrical system, not with the Singapore electrical system. However, before work was completed on the entire facility at Jurong, the transmitter was hurriedly removed due to the outbreak of war in the Pacific. It was then shipped to Barbados in the Caribbean, where it was installed at the C&W Cable and Wireless Communication Station at Bearded Hall under the callsign VPO. The Japanese began their invasion of Singapore Island during Sunday evening, February 8, 1942. 
A few weeks later, they were on the air from the Singapore radio station under the new slogan, Shonan Radio. And we plan to have more information about Shonan Radio in two weeks' time here in Wavescan. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you very much, Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. From the Global Radio Guide's new Summer 2021 edition, the Voice of America shifts its medium wave relay to Bonaire. The British DX Club reports that according to Emini Fernando in the Cadena de Equis Facebook group, the VOA has begun transmissions to Venezuela from the Transworld Radio facilities in Bonaire on 800 kilohertz. La Voz de América presenta En esta emisión de Venezuela 360 Migrantes venezolanos enfrentan obstáculos legales para recibir vacuna contra el COVID-19. La preocupación es que no se está usando un criterio de salud para acceder a la vacuna en población vulnerable que podría no tener el acceso que necesitan. Oposición dice trabajar con gobiernos de acogida para buscar soluciones. Enfermera se convierte en aliciente de los albergues en Arauquita. The program Venezuela 360 airs from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Venezuelan local time, that's 2100 to 2230 UTC, presumably on a Monday through Friday schedule. The TWR Bonaire 440-kilowatt signal is an increase from the former use of 50 kilowatts from Radio Libertad in Barranquilla, Colombia, on 600 kilohertz. Negotiations in July 2020 failed to reach an agreement with the government of Guyana to utilize that country's medium-wave towers to beam programming into Venezuela. Guyana's Director of Communications, Ariana Gordon, said that given the length of an unpoliced western border, the influx of refugees, the unsettled territorial question, and the public health risks, it would not be in our national interest to do anything to contribute to destabilizing relations at this time. Now it's over to Melbourne, Australia. Here's Bob Padula. Welcome to another edition of the Australian DX Report. This is Bob Padula in Melbourne, Australia, bringing to you our latest roundup of news concerning shortwave broadcasting stations around the world. A reminder that all times we give in these programs are in UTC, also known as GMT, and all frequencies are in kilohertz. We'll begin our program this time with some information from the Ionospheric Prediction Service in Sydney, New South Wales, concerning current propagation conditions. Maximum usable frequencies in the Australian region recently were mostly near predicted monthly values, with some mid to moderate depressions during the local day. There were also some moderate enhancements in the South Australian region during the local night and in the Antarctic regions. In the Australian region generally, MUFs are expected to be mostly near predicted monthly values during the local day, with some mild to moderate depressions expected during the local night. The forecast depressions are in response to the recent disturbed conditions associated with the 9th of May coronial event. Then mostly normal high frequency propagation conditions are expected in mid-May or from mid-May onwards. And all overall that of course, and the IPS also reports that solar activity continues to be very low, 
and that's not expected to change in the near future. So in terms of actual propagation on short wave in the days ahead, we can't expect too much on frequencies above about 10 MHz on darkness or semi-darkness paths over long distances, but frequencies above 10 MHz during daylight hours will be somewhat more satisfactory. Now, some shortwave station news, this time from our monitors in Eastern Europe. Quite a number of items here which may be of interest to listeners anywhere all around the world. All India Radio has been noted with an unscheduled three-minute English service on 17710. This was 0842 to 0845. Very good reception with 500 kilowatt transmitter and 300 degrees antenna. And Japan, very good signal in Eastern Europe of NHK World Radio Japan on 7355 via Yamata. This was daytime or midday period in Europe, 1100 to 1130 on 7355 with 300 kilowatts and 330 degrees antenna. That's the intended for Far Eastern Russia and good reception there in Eastern Europe. Taiwan, reception of the station known as the Vietnam Democracy Radio, was heard on 9670 from the government station between 1230 and 1300. Vietnamese to Southeast Asia, very good reception. And transmitter there was 100 kilowatts and the antenna 250 degrees. And Uzbekistan, Radio Iran International, noted on 15600 via the Tashkent railway station in Uzbekistan. 1030 and transmitter power 100 kilowatts and the antenna 236 degrees. In Farsi to Western Asia, very good signals. And Radio Iran's national again on the same frequency, 15600 from Tashkent, 1230 to 1300 in Farsi to Western Asia, and turned with the 100 kilowatts and the antenna at 236 degrees. And yet another frequency for the station, 15630 from Tashkent, 1330 to 1600 in Farsi again to Western Asia, 100 kilowatts and 236 degrees. Uzbekistan again, and a station known as the North Korean Democratization Committee, noted via the Tashkent Relay Station. Frequency 7580, 1350 to 1431 in Korean, and quite good reception in Eastern Europe, intended for North East Asia. Now, some more reception notes from Eastern Europe. Among the there report good signals from the following stations. Radio Havana, Cuba, in Spanish, on 9710, 0330 to 0400, in Spanish, to South America, transmitter power 50 kilowatts, 50, and the antenna 110 degrees. And the Bible Voice Broadcasting Station, a religious organisation using the relay station at Tashkent in uh, Uzbekistan, 1430 to 1459 on 15300 to East and Central Africa in local languages 
100 kilowatts and the antenna at 236 degrees. Some registered new frequencies for Nexus IRRS, that's the Italian Radio Relay Service. Probably for brokered transmissions and frequency is 15170, 1800-1830 in English to East Africa, transmitter 100 kilowatts and the antenna 149 degrees. And WWCR to relay the university network broadcasting from the USA on 5935 from 0430 with 100 kilowatts, 85 degrees, 85 degrees antenna, English to Central Africa. And the Voice of Hope America, station with the call sign KVOH, broadcasting on 5, I'm oh sorry, 9975 from 0500 with English to Central America, 100 kilowatts and the antenna 100 degrees. And WWCR relaying the uh, religious station on 5890 from 0600 to Central America in English. That's the Brother Stair program with 100 kilowatts and the transmitter and the antenna azimuth 090 degrees. And Radio Iran International on 15630, another report of the station via Tashkent Relay. 13.30 to Western Asia in Farsi, Tashkent, Relay, 100 kilowatts and the antenna 236 degrees. And the Voice of the Wilderness, also broadcasting from the Tashkent, Uzbekistan Relay on 7615, 1400 to 1500 noted in Korean to Asia, 100 kilowatts and the antenna 076 degrees. And another brokered station from Tashkent, the Voice of the Martyrs on 7530 from 1530 to 1600 to Northeast Asia in Korean, 100 kilowatts and the antenna 076 degrees. And Radio Iran International on 9930, also from Tashkent in Uzbekistan, 1600, Farsi to Western Asia, very good signal. 100 kilowatts and the antenna 236 degrees. Other news from our monitors in Eastern Europe include the following. Pan American Broadcasting Station, broadcasting from Nauen in Germany, that's the relay station there, 15205 from 1430 to 1445, in English to Southern Asia on Sundays only. Transmitter power 250 kilowatts, 250 and the antenna 094 degrees. And also on 11830, again from Nowen, 1600 to 1700 English to the near and middle east, Sundays only, 125 kilowatts transmitter power and 120 degrees antenna. World Christian Broadcasting, that's the Madagascar World Voice, with a program known as African Pathways Radio. 0400 to 0500 heard in Eastern Europe, a very good reception on 11825 to Central Africa in English and also on the same frequency 0400 to 0430 on 11825 from Yamata. That's actually a ch channel interference from NHK World Radio on the same frequency. And good signals of the Far East Broadcasting Company in the Philippines 
1530 to Central Asia in Russian 100 kilowatts and the antenna 323 degrees and 1530 to 1600 to Central Asia in Ukrainian and Russian that's on Sundays only same transmitter 100 kilowatts same antenna 323 degrees and the Vatican radio broadcasting in Russian with the relays over the Voice of America or not the Voice of America, the American station at Tsinang in the Philippines 1230 to 1250 on 9610 from Tsinang in Russian 250 kilowatts and antenna 349 degrees and 1230 to 1250 on 11850 from Tsinang in Russian both programs intended for the far eastern part of Russia and a station known as Nippon no Kazi on 9940 a politically based station broadcasting from Taoyuan in Taiwan 1300 to 1330 on 9940 to Northeast Asia in Korean the power of 300 kilowatts and the antenna 002 degrees and very good signal of the American station WTWW broadcasting in English to Eastern North America on 5830 from 0500 onwards 100 kilowatts and the antenna 050 degrees the North Korea reform radio via Tashkent Uzbekistan 1400 to 1500 on 7590 to Northeast Asia in Korean 100 kilowatts and the antenna 076 degrees just a reminder that full detail ADXR QSL cards are available by contacting this address the URL is simply adxr.org I'll give it once again adxr.org at that address you'll find all the details about how you may send in a reception report and you can receive a QSL card via postal mail that's physical postal mail or via the internet so until our next program this is Bob in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia wishing you all good listening and thanks for being with us goodbye for now thank you very much Bob and finally a report on a special broadcast by All India Radio that Joe Jacob monitored on the night of May 17th this was a broadcast due to Cyclone Taute. Cyclone Taute made landfall on the Gujarat coast of India near Diu with a wind speed of about 150 to 175 kilometers per hour on the night of May 17th after causing a lot of damage and several deaths on the west coast of India and Lakshadweep. A special emergency broadcast due to Cyclone Taute alert was noted by all India radio stations in the state of Gujarat, which continued all through the intervening night of May 17th to 18th, instead of signing off around 11.21 p.m. local time. The AIR stations heard were Ahmedabad with 200 kilowatts on 846 kilohertz in AM mode and 837 kilohertz in DRM mode. Buj with 20 kilowatts on 1314 kilohertz in AM mode, and Rajkot with 300 kilowatts on 810 kilohertz in AM mode 
and 801 kilohertz in DRM mode. Programs consisted of weather warnings, songs, and talks in the local language, Gujarati. There are no reports of any damage to AIR stations yet. Here's a recording now of that special broadcast from AIR. Salamat Ashristan Shodine Tia Sharan Lesho. Machimar Tata Sagar Keduomate Suchina. Radio set Vadarani Charge Kareli Battery Sate Tayar Ane Atvago Rako. Tavari Bot Vahan Ane Tarapa Koipan Salamat Stale Yogirite Majbudaiti Bandire Rako. तो ताऊते बाबा जोड़ारा संदर्भ एक इतनी अगत्यनी सूचना अब सामरी रहा था अब सामरी रहा चो आकाशवाणी नू अमदाबाद वडोदरा राजकोट भूज अने साथे साथे हमारी डीटीएच सेवा ने आप मणि रहा चो अबे सामरीये अगीत Recording of a special All India Radio broadcast for Cyclone Taute. The recorded announcement in Gujarati says to recharge transistor radios. It also gives station identification as a special transmission from Akashvani, which is All India Radio in Ahmedabad, Varadara, Rajkot, and Buj. The program originated from AIR Ahmedabad, which was relayed by the other stations in the state. Thanks to Joseph Jacob for that information. And we end today's wave scan with Malaysian Jungle, traditional. Uh, Malaysian music. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week, the radio scene in the lonely, isolated Maldive Islands and our Indian DX report. Several QSL cards are available for this program. Send your AWR and KSDA reception reports for WaveScan to the AWR address in Bangkok, Thailand. I'll give you in a moment, and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa, or to IRRS Italy, or to the AWR relay stations that carry WaveScan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air here in the program. They will also verify it with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. The postal address for AWR QSL cards is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's spelled P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. Again, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. The email address for WaveScan for other correspondence other than reception reports is wavescan at awr.org. 
I'm Jeff White at WRMI in Miami. Till next week, good listening, everyone.